What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Business of Strength podcast. Today, we have a very special guest, the infamous Bobby Maximus. Rob McDonald, a.k.a. Bobby Maximus, is an international fitness celebrity and true strength entrepreneur. Rob is the general manager and trained director of the world-famous Jim Jones Gym in Salt Lake City, Utah, as well as the CEO of his own Bobby Maximus brand, a brand which includes sponsorship deals, writing books, speaking engagements, photo shoots, personal appearance, and being a total savage at all times. Today, we're going to discuss how Rob conducts the day-to-day business of being Bobby Maximus. This episode is brought to you by Lalo Tactical, a world leader in tactical and athletic apparel, outfitting operators and athletes around the world. I want to give a special shout out to Jay Taylor, the CEO of Lalo, and our good buddies Shannon Baker and Lisa Maximus for hooking up the VH crew with some amazing gear. Go check them out at lalotactical.com. Thank you to everyone who listens. We truly appreciate it. Please take the time to leave us a five-star iTunes review. Here we go, the business of Bobby Maximus. Welcome to the Business of Strength, powered by Varsity House Gym, the podcast for strength entrepreneurs. All right, everybody, we are live with Rob McDonald, a.k.a. Bobby Maximus, the CEO of the Bobby Maximus brand and the head trainer and general manager of the world-famous Jim Jones Gym in Salt Lake City. How are we doing today, Bob? I'm doing great. Thank you guys for having me on your show. That's awesome. So, Bob, what we want to talk a little bit about is how you got this brand going. How did the Bobby Maximus brand come to life, and what does it take to be this international uh, fitness icon and what that means in terms of the business side of things for all the listeners and strength entrepreneurs out there who are thinking, well, you know, maybe uh, the gym thing isn't for me. Maybe this online entrepreneurial thing, selling books, doing, uh, you know, guest spots, photo shoots, and things like that is the route that they'd like to go. You're kind of bridging the gap between both things and doing a little bit of both. So we want to tell the listeners kind of what that means. A lot of people starting out in the industry might look at what you're doing and say, well, that looks easy. You know, get in great shape, post a ton on Instagram, you know, burgers and jacked stuff on Instagram and make millions. And, and Dan and I have known Rob for the last four years very well. And he's one of the hardest workers in the industry. He's 24-7, nonstop. And, and the brand just doesn't go to sleep, you know. So building this in- international brand has taken a tremendous amount of work and years and years and years of hard work and behind-the-scenes stuff that most people never see. And he's also just happens to be one of the fittest dudes on the planet and, and a complete freak in the gym. So if you, if you want to, in a sense, dethrone the king, you got to beat the king, and that means you pretty much have to work out you know, two or three times a day, two or three hours at a pop, 24-7, seven days a week, and he's just a dialed-in dude, and he's been a great friend of ours and a great friend of the gym, and, and we're super excited to have you on. So, Rob, tell us a little bit about what Bobby Maximus is, what it stands for, and, and what the brand means to you and what, who it speaks to personally. You know, the biggest thing about the Bobby Maximus brand, I think, is being bigger than yourself. Um, call it the personal superhero brand. I think everybody's got a different version of themselves. Maybe it's the person they always wanted to be. Maybe it's the person that's maxed out. Think of like a Clark Kent and a Superman or a sure. Bruce Wayne and a Batman. But there's who you are in everyday life, kind of when you go home and, and take your pants off and put on your, you know, pajamas and cruise around your house. Like there's your normal everyday person. And then there's your work identity or your uh, superhero figure, if you will. And this is something that a lot of people do. It's something that I've taken from the world of professional athletics. 
Um, there's something happens to a guy like Tom Brady when he steps on the football field. He transforms into something different. Same thing with Peyton Manning or Ray Lewis or any of these great sure. football people. And so, so essentially, you've got Rob McDonald, who's the everyday person. And, and you guys know Rob McDonald. Like, we're friends. We're boys. You guys have got to know me on a one-on-one level. You know some of my fears. You know me as a family man. You know, watch football together, go out to eat. But Bobby Maximus is more the public side of that. And that's that's my when it's time to do work, I put on my Bobby Maximus shirt, my my logo, and it's time to do work. That's awesome. You know, and and there's so many examples of of great uh, athletes and public figures alike who, you know, kind of flip that switch. You know, even even I've even heard like comedians, you know, before I get on stage, it's like I just become somebody else when I get up there. And, and, and that's very common because I, I identify with that. You know, here having the, you know, Coach Joe Strong persona, you know, where it's 24-7 coaching. And, you know, in real life, and you know, I go home and, right. you know, my wife's yelling at me for not taking out the garbage and stuff like that. <laughs> you know, and hey. it's like just trying to be a normal dude. Rob, do you well, think... And, oh, go ahead. Yeah, and people, people do this. This is something I also learned from... I did a lot of training in sports psychology where there's something to putting on a uniform. Sure. Like when you put on your suit, it's time to do some business. When you're... A police officer and you put on your uniform it's it's time to go out and right. save the world and i actually used to do something that was similar where i would shower before every training practice i would have for mm. fighting because that was something different that marked when i had to get into a different mindset yeah it was like it the, was that natural. was the signal that was the switch exactly and a yeah. lot of people have this and so that's that's what bobby maximus is to me and that's what happens when i put on my bobby maximus t-shirt do you think that you you learned that wrestling do you think you learned that fighting in the ufc i know you know the association with you know bobby maximus and you were maximus in the octagon do you think that that process started to you know I, I obviously yeah. do you think that's when it started to happen or even younger no it honestly started to happen when i was fighting in the ufc and i've talked about this a lot before but i had some psychological problems with performance in sport i was a self-limiter uh, I had a lot of self-doubts. Um, I could be negative at times. And, and honestly, if I could have figured that out when I was fighting, I, I think I would have been the best in the world. Um, it's something that really held me back. And it's something that I really had to work on. And, and so by studying sports psychology, by working with a sports psychologist, it's, it's something I had, to, I had to learn to do. And, and when I did it well... I fought really well. Some right. of my best fights were when I had that figured it out. Oh, Conversely, when I had my worst fights, I didn't have a handle on that stuff. Do you think the self-limitation was occurring in training or actually in competition? Uh, mostly in competition. Uh, training, I was pretty relaxed in because it was an everyday type thing. The pressure wasn't there in training. Yeah, the I more mean, pressure that was added to the situation, the worse my self-limiting behavior got. got it. it seems like you're, you're, you're obviously, you know, I, I know you from the gym setting very well, so it seems like that's kind of always been your comfort zone, and it's like, you know, training has never been a problem, dialing it in and going to the gym every day. You're a real, in a sense, blue-collar type of guy who's used to training multiple times a day, every day since you were a young kid with the wrestling and the collegiate work and then going into fighting. So, you know, sometimes, sometimes people, you know, like I know me, it's like you get up on, you know, if you got to get up on stage in front of people, all of a sudden it becomes this magnitude of a moment, you know, it winds up being, you know, in a sense, overcoming and overcoming your, your mental state at that point in time. 
Would you say that the, like the Bobby Maximus brand for the everyday person is really just about empowerment, you know, and about being better than what you were yesterday and, you know, everything that goes around that? Yeah, I mean, I would I would say it's about being the very best version of you that you can be. That's awesome. That's reality. And I think I think everybody has the power to do that. It's just a matter of figuring out your switch or how to unlock it. And that's what I want to help people do. That's awesome, Robert. Now, what's the mission of the brand? Like, what is the big goal in the next couple of years? And where where is the brand going? And what is the main goal for you guys? You know, the biggest thing for me is to influence as many people in a positive way as possible. Well, that I want to... You know, when you look at what Bobby Maximus does, I, I, I want to empower people to train their mind and basically somehow turn that into a catalyst for change. Sure. And the, the thing is, is I've been very fortunate in my life to meet people all over the world. I'm living a dream life. Like I could sit here and tell you guys that I, I want to make more money and I could sit here and tell you guys that I struggle and that I work hard and, and all these things. But the reality is... I live a really good life and, and it's important to keep that in perspective that I'm doing what I love to do and I want to help other people do that. And so That's the goal, the mission would be to help as many people as possible and in different ways. Like Joe, if, if there's something I could do to help you be a, a better father, that would be great. Dan, if there was something I could do to help you be a better husband, that would be great. Trevor, if there was something I could do to help you be better at your job, that would be great. And, and I want to help people maximize their lives. That's awesome. And and do you have a set of core values set up for the brand? That's something that you guys live by? That's your kind of mantra that as the brand expands, you can kind of hang your hat on? Like these are the core values of the Maximus brand? You know, that's actually something. It's interesting you ask me that question, Joe, because it's something I never had before. But it's something that I realized I had to build. Okay. And the 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 Maximus brand, I guess, is something that kind of started out of my fighting career and it, it grew very slowly and very organically. But as it got big, I started to realize I needed these different things. Like I needed a positioning statement, brand positioning work. Um, I needed a brand essence, like all of these things that businesses have. And, and honestly, there was a time and we've talked about this before offline yeah. that I thought it was I thought it was silly. Like, I thought, why do I need this stuff? But I, I realized I did need it. So now I have core messages and, and all these different things. Great. And and now, what, you know, where did you go for that help? Did you hire some business experts? Have you? I know, I mean, I, obviously, I'm, this is a loaded question because I know some of the answers. But, you know, have you, you've hired branding experts. You've gone to seminars. You've obviously, you're very well read and you listen to podcasts and stuff like that. Yep. What are some of the things that you've done to kind of help dial in the business side of what you're doing? You know, if I can if I can plug my guy for a minute, I hired a guy named Justin Ellington from Moniker Branding, um, and he approached me at a FitCon conference I was at, and we spoke, gave him a copy of the book. Uh, he followed up with me. Um, we started talking. I was really impressed by his vision of of what I was. And we started working together. And, you know, it'll be honest, he'll probably laugh when he hears this, but I was really doubtful going into this thing. Because it wasn't inexpensive. Yeah. And I thought, like, why am I spending money on, on what seems like this esoteric kind of thing? Like, how can brand positioning help me? And when he delivered the product to me, I was so blown away that it, that it switched. And I, and I felt like I didn't pay him enough. And then I got a bargain. <laughs> I, was, I was completely, like, 
this is what I have been missing for the past how many ever years. Um, and I had him help me because it's really hard to see yourself without biased. Absolutely. You know, you're you're in like you guys with with your gym. I like, hate I everything I do. Well, that's the thing. And, and I think that's what makes you guys run one of the best gyms in the world. I mean, you guys are constantly pushing, constantly pushing. But if you're in Varsity House every day, it's hard for you to see it from a from a 30,000 foot view. Right, 100%. Sure. Sure. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, one of the, we always talk about it a lot, and I posted something uh, yesterday on my Instagram about, you know, one of our pro tips was hiring a business coach. And it's just just like you would hire a strength coach to, to train you. you. You know, a business coach is someone that's going to give you clarity, accountability, and just help you guide you down the path. You know, and, and it, like you said, it's very hard to look at yourself with a super fine comb, critical analysis type of view and, and be like, yo, I suck at this. I suck at this. Like, you know, my brand name stinks. And maybe like people with their gyms and stuff. I know we've talked about this before, like naming their gyms or having their, their core values and their slogans for the gym. It might not be like, you know, it, it, somebody might have to tell them like, yeah, that's kind of a stupid name or whatever. You know what I mean? And there's some things and people don't want to hear, you know, the, the negativity, you know what I mean? So they just kind of blank it out and like block it out and they don't listen to it at all. So, hey, Rob, could you talk to us a little bit? I, I think that for a lot of our listeners that maybe might not be gym owners and just aspiring gym owners or managing a gym, can you just talk to everybody a little bit how you created a brand within a brand and how the Maximus brand helps to complement the Jim Jones brand and vice versa? Yeah, the, 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 big, the big reason for that, Dan, and that's a really good question, um, I actually did, I went to a conference in Madison, Wisconsin a few years ago, and it was with some of the biggest business people in the world. And it's something I was lucky to get invited to. I have a friend who's a, a partner in Deloitte Monitor, which is a huge public audit firm. They work with some of the biggest businesses in the world. And he invited me to this conference. And I was literally sitting at a table with the CEO of 3M, the COO of the Food Network, the CEO of Mattel Toys, like we're talking some of the biggest businesses in the world, not Fortune 500 companies, Fortune 50 companies. Yeah. And it was it was something that I, I really felt like I didn't belong at necessarily. And that was, again, that self-limiting voice. But it was something as the conference went on, I learned a lot from. And one of the things that I took home from that conference was that single revenue stream businesses rarely succeed. That when you look at some of the best business in the world, we can look at Apple, for example. Does Apple have one product or do they have many products? Sure, they yeah. Have, they, they have many. Yeah. When I look at your gym and how successful you guys are, well, you're not just a gym. You have a pro shop. You have a seminar program. You've got multiple revenue streams. And so I started really thinking about things like, what happens if the gym closes? What happens if it doesn't make it? What happens if the, the gym runs it, its course? What happens mm -hmm. if somebody buys the gym and I get ousted? What happens if, I mean, and that's a, some people think that's a negative way to think, but you've got to do some realistic planning. Absolutely. And so the, the, other, the other thing that I was thinking of is why am I only making money one way when I could make it 10 ways? And right. so I, I started developing these other, these other things. That, that can all work together, just kind of like you you buy the song from iTunes and then you buy the phone to play the song. Absolutely. You know, that kind of that kind of deal.
Absolutely. No, and I mean, and, and, you know, from an insider, obviously, Dan and I uh, spend a lot of time with you out in Utah being fully, you know, certified Jim Jones coaches. The, 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 the brands of Jim Jones and the brands of Bobby Maximus are very intertwined, but separate. And, and it's, it's easy to discern what's what. I mean, Jim Jones is a gym and an educational platform. And Bobby Maximus is, in a sense, the the front man for that, you know, for that brand and, and does a lot of the uh, legwork for promoting and educating within that brand. And then Bobby Maximus is, you know, the everyday, like you said, you know, the empowerment of the people, the superhero inside of all of us. And, and, and you know, there's some separate deals there and some business, obviously, some of the stuff that you've done personally, the shoe deals, the book and stuff like that, that are your own thing that you've offshot. Uh, from them, but all of that I think has absolutely helped to drive traffic back to oh, Jim exposure. Jones as well, it, it's for sure. Massive exposure for the Jim Jones, and that's. Guys. Go ahead. I said it, it's it's max. You know, it's that the book deal is is total exposure for the Jim Jones brand. As you you know, you fly that flag, so you know it. I I believe it. It's truly complimentary. Well, that's that's for sure too because. I can push towards the brand using myself as a personality and, and not to compare myself to one of the greatest athletes in the world, but it's kind of how Michael Jordan helped the Chicago Bulls or how LeBron James helped the, the Cleveland Cavaliers. I mean, Absolutely. a lot of the stuff I do, if you look at the book, it mentions Jim Jones. I'm in a Jim Jones t-shirt. Hopefully if someone reads the book, they will want to come to a seminar that I teach at Jim Jones. And so the the third kind of kind of aspect to the Bobby Maximus brand is a way to build up the Jim Jones brand. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's the same thing for me and Arbor. The business of strength feeds you know, Varsity House, our our other company, Varsity Highlights, which is our highlight video production company, feeds the gym and vice versa. So again, being multifaceted, having multiple revenue streams and and, and doing things that you have, you know, a real passion for and taking on projects that you know you can you know, execute and deliver on is also a, a critical part of business. I think a lot of people take on too much and then execute poorly. So, you know, these two brands that you're, in a sense, the head of are, uh, fit very well together and, in a sense, have a lot of similarities in the things that you're doing. So if you're doing a, you know, a speaking engagement or you're going to a conference, yes, you're pumping Bobby Maximus, but you're also the Jim Jones guy, and it's easy to kind of funnel people to both things at, at those types of events where if you're doing something you know, completely different. You're running a restaurant, but you're trying to be Bobby Maximus. Now you have two completely different businesses with different, you know, uh, completely different marketing and, and business development programs. So, well, yeah. And the other, the other thing about that too, is sometimes people connect better with individuals versus a business. Sure. And that could be a way to funnel people in. So if we, if we look at Varsity House, I mean, Joe, if I connect better with Dan, that could be my gateway into Varsity House. 100%. Some people, sure. And some people may connect better with you. And and that's how I look at it. And within the gym, I want to build up multiple personalities like that because not everybody may like Bobby Maximus. Sure. So I, I want other people in the business who people can look up to and maybe they can be their gateway into Jim Jones. Sure. You have, you know, Michael Holcher, you got Jake, you got your wife, Lisa, and they're going to have each one of them is going to have a group of people that really gravitate towards right. them. That's, and that's the brand within the brand. Of course. And that's the same thing we try to do here with like our big Mike, like big Mike has his own, 
you know, loyal following of people here and classes and, and groups that he only works with and that'll really only all work of with our him. coaches do. Yeah, it's great. That's 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 one thing that all gym owners should strive for is to allow their their coaches and the people that work with them in any business to really shine and be their own their own brand within a brand. So going on that, talking about branding and, and so forth, who who is the who is the brand's ideal client, Rob? Like when people look at Bobby Maximus, who who is it that that you guys are really targeting as the ideal client for that brand? And what 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 are some of the marketing strategies for the brand? And and what are you doing from a marketing standpoint to get the brand name out there? You know, in terms of the Bobby Maximus brand, I'm I'm aiming for every single person in the world, and I know that's a huge demographic. And I, I you know, I, I go back and forth, like maybe it should be more specific or a niche product, or maybe it shouldn't. But I think that every single person in this world could benefit from exercise, and that goes from a child to a senior citizen. And so I think there's a way by me sharing stories about myself and really humanizing myself that I can reach every single person, because let's face it. Sometimes the gym is a little intimidating to people. No doubt. No doubt. But you, you do, know, you do a phenomenal job uh, mm-hmm. uh, of humanizing yourself as inhuman as you might be in the gym. Uh, I, and I think from an outside perspective, people looking in might be like, Holy shit, look at that guy. I'm never, you know, I, I'm never going there. I'm never doing 410 calories on the air. I don't even want anything to do with that. But when you get to know Rob and you, and you know, his number one concern is making sure that everybody around him is doing better than they were doing yesterday. So he really goes out of his way to elevate the people around him. So, um, so that I mean that's great. Obviously, having a broad spectrum, and but I look when I look at your brand and I see all the things that you're doing with the training, uh, anybody could pick that up. So you know, there's you know when you go to Jim Jones or when you train with Rob, he's got professional athletes. He's got young. He's got young. You know, he's got 20 year olds. He's got 50 year olds, and it's everybody and everybody in, in between. And it really just comes down to one thing, and that's you know just work hard and you know do the work. So. What, what kind of marketing strategy are you into, Rob? Like, how are you getting the brand out there other than, you know, the, the social media stuff? What, what, are you, what are you going on this year? What's the 2018 marketing calendar look like? And, and what's going on with the Maximus brand? Yeah, so, so there's a few things with that. Uh, the first thing is my book goes to trade in March. Okay. And for those of you listening that don't know what trade is, uh, it was an exclusive men's health product for the first year. Well, in March, you can get it on Amazon. You might be able to buy it in Costco. You might be able to buy it in your local Starbucks or Barnes and Noble. So the book having access to the whole world, that's going to be really big for, awesome. for me and for Jim Jones. Um, I just recently, uh, by my guy, Justin, had BobbyMaximus.com created. Um oh, and that, that website's launching actually within a few days. And it's going to be my personal playground is what it's going to be. So you can get a glimpse into who Bobby Maximus is. And you'll see some workouts, some fitness, but it also allows me to be me. I can talk about things that I love, like NBA basketball, NFL football, uh, Magic the Gathering. I can put playlists <laughs> on um, podcasts because frankly like some of those things and you guys know from running a business some of those things have no place on the jim jones platform they have no place on that i i I don't ever want to make one business only about me so this is going to be a personal window into who i am i can talk about parenting i can talk about politics if i want is it going to be like a blog rob are you going to have like a like a weekly or daily blog type deal or are you going to just yeah there's there's 
there's going to be pictures. Uh, every podcast I do is going to go on there. Great. There's going to be a blog. There's going to be a little store. Uh, there might be some recipes or some funny videos. Um, so it's going to be it's going to be all me. Think of like cool. a super Instagram. That's yeah, awesome. Will. Yeah, sure. With a lot more content and you get more detailed and stuff. That's fantastic. Speaking of Instagram, Rob, do you keep any type of a social media calendar? And uh, like, how do you how do you help yourself from not falling into the endless abyss of time that can be sucked out of you from social media? <laughs> Uh, well, I'm, I'm stuck in the abyss. So, you know, <laughs> I, uh, I spent, I spent a Class lot of time. Class five insta-ho. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm on it all the time because honestly, it's my job. I monetize on it. Sure. Right, you right. Know, that's, that's the reality. I mean, some of the, some of the sponsors I've had, I, I monetize off of this right. stuff. In terms and, of what you post, though, do you keep like, do you know, like, okay, on certain, I know you, you know, you have uh, your Sunday uh, sermon, your, yeah. your, your sermons every Sunday, and uh, you do clients, client and uh, gym member spotlights and things like that. Do you, do you try to fall in line with that every week? And do you have a plan? Do you have like a plan that you follow each week and month or so? Yeah, forth? that's something I've, I've recently developed, um, and I have to be better at following it. Uh, but sometimes life gets in the way, sure. but I do have a plan. Like Monday, I do a team Maximus post where I, I highlight people that are important to me. Um, you know, Sunday, I've got my Sunday sermon. That's a regular thing. Thursday, I do throwback Thursdays. And usually Thursdays is uh, a callback to my UFC career, sure. um, which is something that, that honestly I'm very proud of. And so I do have a schedule workout Wednesday now where I'll post one of my workouts. So I, I am falling into a schedule now of planned content as opposed to just waking up tomorrow and what am I going to post today? Right. Sure. Now you got over, you have over 45,000 followers on Instagram. Do you use the other platforms? Are you, uh, I know you're on Facebook, but do you, do you use that a lot and or like Twitter and some of the other platforms? You know, because I'm an individual, I have the saying that, and it might be wrong, but that Instagram is for business. Facebook is for friends. Yeah. I try to keep my Facebook for my friend relationships. Sure. And Instagram is more business. I'm on Twitter. Uh, and honestly, I should be on some other things like the Snapchat. Uh, I can't, fig I can't figure that out anyway. I tried the Snapchat and tried to be cool. And yeah. Apparently, I'm, I'm 20 years too old to be cool on Snapchat, so... <laughs> no, and, and I'm the same way, but, but it's, it's, it's almost, and, and I'm sure you guys have been at that point too, yeah. where there's only so much time in a day. Yeah, and, it's just overload. It's, it's overload. It's overload. And, and so yeah. I, I try to be, I'd rather be, I guess, really good at Instagram mm -hmm. and, and then kind of half-ass Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Snapchat, all these other things. Now, do you use, do you use uh, ads? Do you do Instagram ads and sponsored ads on Instagram? And do you use like a, like a company to... Um, you know, capture followers and things like that. You know, I've I've never used a company to capture followers. Everything I've done yeah, has been completely one hundred percent organic. Uh, and and part of the reason uh, I, I do that is I think out of pride. Sure, uh, I, I I like that my following is my following. I've never paid for a follower in my life. Yeah, us too. The, I don't believe in that. You, you could also see. I mean, because of the organic interest. Um, the, the reactions to certain posts, you get a lot more um, interaction, whereas you can easily tell you could pay for followers. But, you know, if your followers aren't interacting or downloading yeah. what you're putting out there or truly invest in what you are doing, 
it's nearly useless. You're, you're, you're paying for followers strictly from a vanity standpoint. Yeah, I mean, your engagement levels are really high. When you post something, you have thousands of likes and comments and things like that. So you don't get that when you have those fake accounts, when you see people with like 200,000 followers and it's, you know, most of it's bullshit. No, no. And the other thing, like I'll tell you guys, is I don't, I don't do the whole promote thing on Instagram for mm-hmm. myself. And one of the reasons is because I'm an individual. I don't really have anything to sell necessarily. Now, what I will do is organically try to promote Lalo Tactical, which is a company I love, sure. um, which, which creates my shoe. And, and I try to promote Jim Jones and I try to promote Meat Locker and I try to promote Gnarly Nutrition. But I also like to do that in an organic way because I don't just want my personal feed to be a sales pitch to people. I want to try to give them something real. And and there's other ways. If if you want to buy my stuff, come to my website. But I want I want my Instagram to be to be about me. Well, that that brings me to the next. That's a perfect segue for the next question, Rob. And that was, how does the brand generate revenue? You know, what products are you selling? What's the primary offering? And and how do you, in a sense, get paid being Bobby Maximus? Well, there's there's a couple of ways. So, the 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 book. I generate revenue from the book. When people buy the book, I get a royalty. I got to sell a lot of books to get a royalty. And honestly, it's not that glamorous. Like you got to sell a lot of books to make a living. Um, And I'm not there yet, but hopefully I will be there soon. It's a great Uh, point. Thank you. By selling the supplement, you know, when Gnarly sells a supplement, I get a cut of that. When Lalo Tactical sells a shoe, I get a cut of that. And so those are ways I I can monetize off the brand. Mm -hmm. Uh, Jim Jones, which is is huge for me i mean i mean they pay me a salary to to run the gym the more people i can get into the gym the more profitable the gym becomes and then the more i can make at least at the very least it 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 supports my salary and so if i can get you by following me on instagram come to a jim jones seminar i monetize off that in in an indirect way but a very profitable way so, um, so what's your in in terms of Jim Jones? I mean, are you are you just play, paid a flat salary, or do you get commission from the sales of seminars and things like that, or it's just all no, work no, no. I'm one? I'm paid a salary to run the gym, and right. and my goal is to make it as successful as possible. As you're off, you guys are off to a great start, and we'll talk a little bit about more about Jim Jones specifically yeah. and its transformation uh, uh, in a little bit. But now. What is so? It, what is the primary offering? If I'm looking at BobbyMaximus.com and I'm and I'm and I want to be a fr- a fan of Rob and I want to buy whatever Rob's you know post and whatever Bobby Maximus is is selling, I want some. What's the primary offering? What's the one thing that you want people to? If you could say, if you got fan could just get one thing, what would it be? Would it be the book? You know, it would honestly, it would honestly be the book. Okay. And, and I say that because I think knowledge can change your life. Absolutely. And, and honestly, if we're going to have like a real business talk, once you get the book, you'll get the other things. Right. Hey, that's, Rob, that's the other part of it too. Like yeah, because you, that, they're going to connect with you or they're not. And they, if they get the book and, and they have that connection with you, they're going to become a fan and they're going to migrate towards the other products that right. you're involved exactly. with. Exactly. And then my question with uh, really pertaining to how you're you've been able to turn a profit fr- off of the brand really comes back again to the UFC where fighters not so much now but when you were fighting needed to sell real estate on their shorts so I think you were um, you were apt to look for sponsors when you started to become that Maximus brand in the fitness industry 
How did you go about finding some of these sponsorships? Because I think a lot of people might have a real following, but they, they haven't figured out a way to monetize that following. You know, Dan, part of it is, first of all, just because you have a lot of followers on Instagram doesn't mean that you have an influential following or that you're an influencer. There's a lot of people, you talked about That's it earlier, by followers. It doesn't mean anything. And, and honestly, I could post controversial stuff and have a bunch of followers, but no one wants to buy anything from me. And so the first thing is, is everyone thinks they're just going to get a sponsor because they have followers. That's not true. You've got to be a true influencer, and there's not many out there. Um, you've got to be true to yourself. You've got to give... I guess a sponsorship company, a reason to believe in you. And that once again comes to being organic, mm -hmm. uh, comes to having a belief in yourself and, and really sticking to your brand ideals. Mm -hmm. And it takes a while. I didn't get sponsors overnight. Did you, did, did you seek those companies out though, Rob? Like, did you see Lalo Tactile and say, wow, that's a great company. I want to do business with them. Or was it, uh, the other way around? Uh, you know, it was a, it was a, mix of the both um to be honest with you guys a lot of if i call them my sponsors i actually prefer to call them partners more than anything because we are business partners okay. they formed very organically i was a fan of the brand i loved what they stood for uh they stood for quality they support the leo community so law enforcement officers they support the military they support firefighters uh paramedics things that i really really believe in I, I was a police officer for years and so the brand really spoke to me and they were also fans of what i stood for and just based on that i i, I you know bought the shoes and, and and hung out with them and and i got to know their their owner and their ceo and and we all became friends before any of the business stuff happened it was just a really organic fit the yeah. same thing with gnarly nutrition i mean the the guy eli who runs gnarly he trains in the gym on a regular basis and we hang out sometimes like it's a great relationship and so i'm very fortunate that my business relationships are also people who i'm really close to and people who I believe in their brand a hundred percent. So I'm like, it's, it's funny. I'm actually not really selling anything because it's stuff I would buy and use anyway. I was just going to say, it makes it real easy for you to represent a product that you believe in and believe in the people behind that product, you know, and, and that's, yes. that's one of the, one of our core, uh, 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 you know, not thought it. processes too, is anybody we do business with any type of people that we bring into the gym or otherwise, even, even as much as going to Jim Jones to do a certification, I have to really believe in what those people are doing, and I have to believe in the people that are behind it, that those people are going to represent what we represent, and they're going to be good quality. So if I sent a friend to Jim Jones, you know, like like Kevin, like my buddy Kevin, that I know he's going to get the same amazing experience that I did, and that the, then he's going to have the same connection with the people that, that are running that ship, and that's definitely something that I know that you're real big on too. Rob, can you talk a little bit about... Like I said when I did the intro, that there's a there's a lot of people in the fitness industry see, um, you know, Instagram and, and Facebook as just this like free for all platform. That hey, if I if I get really jacked and ripped, and I post a bunch of videos and, and, and some cool shit on Instagram, that I'm gonna get tons of followers and make money. And it's not quite that easy, you know. Most people are not making big money off their social medias. So can you tell can you tell us a little bit of time uh, about how much time you spend on 
you know, managing your business, creating new opportunities, dealing with customers, and kind of take us through a little bit of the day-to-day operations. Like, what is what do you do on a regular day uh, on the back end of the business? You know, that's a really hard question to answer. <laughs> the answer I want to give you is 24-7, 365. Sure. Like, I mean, you know to run a business, you're never really off. You're always thinking about it. When I wake up in the morning, I'm thinking about Jim Jones. I'm thinking about Lalo Tactical. I'm thinking about Meat Locker. I'm thinking about Gnarly. I'm thinking about Bobby Maximus. Like, I just can't shut off. Um, when I go to bed at night, same thing. I mean, even if I'm watching my favorite TV show and I'm trying to unplug at 9 o'clock at night, I see a commercial and it gets my brain in gear. So I'm always thinking about this stuff and, and, and looking for opportunities to work. And I think that's what people don't understand. Like it's, it's nice to have this rest mentality and I preach it a little bit. Like you've got to rest sometimes, but at the same time, working three days a week for 15 minutes, it's not ever going to make you successful. Right. No question. I mean, that, when was the last time you actually took a rest day? <laughs> Matt, I don't, I, I don't know. <laughs> You know, I mean, that's what my wife, I mean, look, anybody who's an entrepreneur who has that entrepreneurial spirit, you know, let's call it the hustler's mentality. You know, if you're especially like yourself, you're kind of a solo entrepreneur where you, you are the brand yourself. It's on 24 seven. You know, I'm I'm Coach Joe Strong. When I'm not in my house and I'm out, I'm out representing Varsity House, the brand and what we're doing. And that's just that never shuts down. And it's hard for somebody who maybe works like a regular corporate nine to five right. to even understand that it's because it's a game it's right. more than oh. it's more than oh. about the money it's about you know it's, it's just it's, everything it's the game it's the hustle it's the uh, yeah. you know it's it's really how it's you the thrill of the sale the exactly. chase the you know the meeting new people I, I love you know everything that i love everything about what being an entrepreneur is and that's creating and for the most part if you sum it up into like one sentence it's it's the ability to create new opportunities for yourself and the people around you, and that's and influence other people. You know what I mean, and that that's really what is awesome about, uh, I guess, our platform. You know, fitness is that you know it, it's translatable to anybody. You know, and and, and whether you're a, a ten year old kid that that wants to play sports, or a professional athlete, or you know, or a stay at home house bomb who hasn't seen the inside of a gym in twenty years. You know, there's something. Uh, that we can help them with, and that that feels really good on a personal level, and it gi- and it gives us an opportunity to really, you know, um, I guess you know, like Rob said, just impact a lot of people in a lot of different ways. What 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 is what new opportunities are you trying to create, Rob? Like what what what's big on for you this coming year? The book you said is going uh, live and and going to be mass produced. Uh, what other opportunities are you looking forward to? Is there anything new uh, coming out other than the, you got the book and the website? Yeah, I mean, there comes a certain point where I'm I'm always looking for new opportunities, but as I said, they've got to be organic, and that's sure. a hard thing for me to predict. Yeah, like, yeah, I don't know if another company like Lalo is going to come down the pipe, or another company like Gnarly, because there's a lot of T's to cross and I's to dot for me to get uh, to get involved with a company. I've got to love the product. I've got to love the people who are making the product. I've got to believe in it. It's got to be something I'll genuinely recommend to people. So my goal for 2018 is to really build upon and promote the things that I have. Right. Just, you know, get, you just get a little bit better and more refined. brought you to the dance, so to sure. speak. And so I want to promote that book. Sure. Sure. I mean, I look, if you, you, you have products and services that are already generating revenue, so you're going to put your time and focus into expanding those products and just dial in the process a little bit more for those products that already exist. 
Well, yeah, for sure. And then, right. and then the other thing is like, what am I going to do? Endorse 50 products? Yeah, like, sure, I, sure. Really, I really need to work hard with the products that I believe in. And the more I can do that, the better I'm going to right. do. And, and honestly, I want Lalo to be the most successful shoe brand in the world in athletic apparel. I want Meat Locker to be the most successful meat brand in the world. I want Gnarly to be the most successful supplement brand. I want Jim Jones to be the biggest gym in the entire world. And so I also want to help the people who have helped me. Great. Now, who who does what within the company, Rob? Do you have an advisory board, or you kind of do everything on your own? Do you have some help uh, with? Obviously, I know you you said you have a branding expert who helps you with the branding and presentation. What about some other roles? I mean, is there anybody else involved in the Bobby Maximus brand? You know, there absolutely is. My lovely wife. Um, we we run it together, and she's got her own brand, Lisa Maximus. And then I have a group of people in my life who I really rely on. Uh, Jared Sullivan is someone who really, really helps me. Uh, Michael Hulcher is another guy who really, really helps me. Um, they're kind of part of my team behind the scenes. Um, I run stuff by, uh, Jay Taylor from Lalo, Shannon Baker from Lalo, Eli Kerr from Gnarly, uh, our boy Frank from, uh, Meat Locker. I mean, I've got a a big Frank. I've got a really good crew of people behind me. Um, Will Pace. I mean, there's honestly, there's so many people that, that, that help me out. Honest people that I can count on my, my team Maximus crew. You know, I would consider you guys in that category. You guys have always really, really helped me out. I'm really fortunate to have a good crew of people around me. Now, that, do, you, do you have like, um, you know, like regular business, you know, me, I'm thinking, you know, in terms of running a gym and I, we'll, we'll talk a little bit in a minute about the comparisons and contrasts there. Cause there are a lot, but you know, I'm thinking like structure. Do you have Bobby Maximus team meetings? Do, do you have a, you know, quarterly report? Is there, you know, is there those types of things that go on with your brand or, or is it kind of like, you know, organic? Like I said, it's mostly about promotion and, and pumping products and it's, stuff. It's, it's been organic so far, but now, I mean, honestly, with the hiring of Justin and uh, that's going to start happening Yeah, because those are things that I need to, I need to think about. And, and I'm at the point where, where I'm kind of a small business right now, sure. you know, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not embarrassed to say that. I mean, I'm, I'm just getting started here. Like I'm, I'm still in the, in the hustle phase, but at, at some point I, I want to be like the rock. Like I, he, he's got a worldwide brand. Absolutely. He's got movies, he's got TV, he's getting into producing. I mean, when you get to that point, you've got to have a proper advisory board. Yeah. He's probably got and 20 so, people working for him that are at least, you know, yeah. Exactly. And so, so that's, that's the aspiration, but I'm, I'm, I'm not there yet, but I've got some really good people in my crew and I, I, I know I can get there. So it's going to be Bobby Maximus in the movies or what? <laughs> and I, I don't know. I mean, honestly, transporter I, I would, four. Yeah, that would be pretty good. <laughs> yeah, you, you kick Jason Statham's ass, you know? Come on. Well, I thought you said the Transformers. I just thought you no, compared to no, transport, the transport. No, transport. No, 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 no. I couldn't do that. I'm, Optim- I'm, Optimus Maximus. <laughs> I'm, I'm, uh, yeah, exactly. Um, and, 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 and for the record, I think if Optimus Prime was a real entity, I think I could defeat him in a, in a hand-to-hand combat, just so you guys know. But, you know, Dan, Dan, it's funny you talk about, like, will we see you in a movie? Like, I, I don't know what opportunity I would necessarily turn down or what I would necessarily accept right now. I mean, you. I think in business you've got to have an open mind to all opportunities. I mean, come on. If if uh, Randy Couture could do a movie, you could do a movie because you got a. He he's a great guy and, and speaks well. But you you got a great personality. You can get in there and do it, Rob. 
I believe in you. Fast and the Furious 10 <laughs> featuring Bobby Maximus. Bobby Maximus as the new rock, right? So yep. you, you are the GM and, and training director of Jim Jones. And, and, you know, for most of the people that are going to be listening to our, our podcast know who Jim Jones is. But Jim Jones is one of the most badass gyms in the world and has been consistently listed as one of the top gyms in the world and produces you know, a tremendous amount of freakazoids from, like you said, professional athletes to uh, professional operators to regular individuals who are just absolute savages. How do you integrate the role of Jim Jones, and how do you manage both? How do you split the time up between both? And, and you, since they're so related, it, you know, is it is it easier, or you know, do you have days where you just, hey, like like Friday, I only work on the Maximus brand or whatever it is, and how do you separate those two? No, you know what? Honestly, because they're so related, I work on both, okay. and I'll I'll give you guys an example of how this works in 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 real life. Um, I've been doing these Maximus book tour talks. So I show up at a gym on a Monday or Tuesday night. I do a three hour talk based on the book. I do a lecture people, uh, they can hear me speak. They can interact with me. They can hear my story and they get a signed copy of the book. Well, I use that as a vehicle to also push people to the Jim Jones seminar. Right. And so, so as the Bobby Maximus brand grows, the Jim Jones brand grows. As the Jim Jones brand grows, the Bobby Maximus seminar grows. There's a there's a saying one of my friends likes to use: uh, a raising tide floats all boats. Absolutely, that's a great that's so, a great way to look at it. When you when you think about it like that, I mean every every day I'm I'm kind of working on this stuff together. That's and, awesome. And, are there are there dedicated times? I mean, sure. Like there's times I'm answering the Jim Jones email. There's times I'm doing the Jim Jones accounting. But, but it all it all kind of works together. Yeah, I mean, because look, I mean, you were Bobby Ma- before the brand Bobby Maximus really got going in the last couple of years. Before it got to the point where it became this separate entity, you were still Bobby Maximus. So even even back in the day, you were Bobby Maximus. You know, training director and GM of Jim Jones, and before there was even an, an Instagram. So, you know, that's kind of like it's just been a natural progression, at least on my perspective and see watching you over the last, you know, four, four and a half years as your brand has taken a real life of its own. It just seems like it was a natural progression, like where, you know, there, it, there was so much interest um, in you as a person and as a personality that those two brands just became intertwined and there were offshoots of each other. No, no different than, you know, if if my coach Joe brand had some other opportunities to 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 take on that it would naturally you know feed business and interest back here to the to the mothership of varsity house so that's awesome now what here's go ahead rob oh no here's here's the real thing joe that's interesting too is there's times that i focused on jim jones more um like when i got to the gym i already had my own brand established Mm -hmm. i i fought in the ufc i had a nickname i had a website like i'd done some things and but there was a lot of work when I got to the gym. We didn't have a pay website. We didn't really have a seminar program. We didn't have a certification program. We didn't have one certified instructor. There was a lot of work to be done. And so that was a platform I, I focused on mostly. And so there are times, like there are times I'm sure with you guys, like Joe, like there's times you work on Joe Strong. There's times you work on Bar City House. No question. You know, you know, that that becomes one of the tough things is splitting up all the stuff that you have to do for for each thing. Exactly. So that that brings me to the next question. And what are some of the big hurdles, Rob? Like, what are the big challenges for running this type of brand? Since they're, you know, you're kind of doing both, and 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 you know, there is a brick and mortar gym. 
Um, you guys are are, are kind of transforming uh, the gym a little bit, and things are things are changing in where you're accepting more people into the gym for training and stuff like that. And the gym itself is growing, and there's some opportunities there. What are some of the biggest challenges? Uh, to the Maximus brand, and, and, and how are you working to overcome those challenges? You know, I think the biggest thing is that as you get bigger, to keep your, what word am I looking for, you guys? Like truthfulness, realness, yeah. uh, to, keep, to keep that quality, that, 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 to keep your authenticity. Your core right? values and authenticity, sure, sure. Where I would have sure, sure. put it, you know, and that's hard to do because it's not, it's not the days of, of five people in a garage working out anymore, you know, like, so, so how do you, how do you keep true to yourself while growing bigger? And, and, and let's face it, guys, everybody wants to make money. Uh Even people that say they don't want to make money, they would, they're liars. They want to make money. (laughs) So how do you, how do you get that money while staying true to yourself? And I think there's a way to do it, but you got to be disciplined. It takes a long time. Yeah, no question, no question. So while we're on that, Rob, just talk to us a little bit about you know Jim Jones and and, and what's new for the gym and what what you guys are really excited about in the future of the seminars, the gym itself. Are there there are some expansion talks and things like that? And what are you guys kind of up to with the gym specifically? So with the gym, we've got a new revised membership structure, and so we want to kind of open to everybody. And, and everybody, I believe, has a chance to, how do I word this? Uh, I believe everyone should deserve the chance to get fit. And so our goal is to make the gym more accessible. We've got a $9.99 a month membership. You're talking an online for, membership now for those. Who, an, online well, yeah, membership. an online membership. That's correct, yeah. where you get workout videos. You get a, I write a workout of the day every day. My wife writes a workout every day. For the women's program, we've got uh, full programs uh, on there, knowledge articles. Like, think of an online encyclopedia that people can learn from. Great. We also have a $29.99 membership where people, uh, they can get access to some of our coaches. They can get one-on-one advice. They can get customized programming. And so we also we also have that platform. Uh, we've been working hard on that to perfect that platform. We've also got a huge upgrade in our seminar program uh, unrolling next year. I mean, we're already at 25 seminars for next year. This is up from 12 this year. And and we've had, you know, we've named a bunch of, and Joe and Dan, you guys are included in this. Like we've named people to our seminar team, people who I think are the best of the world at teaching seminars, people that can really knock it out of the park. Um, people who, who, you know, can carry the brand. And so we've named, you know, I think a seminar team that's second to none, um, to start teaching, the, the, the masses, because if we're going to help people, I mean, yes, it's about growing a business, but if the real goal is to help people, we need to get word out there. Right. Absolutely. And I mean, and, and obviously that's only going to bring more eyes to the brand and allow you to expand the brand in a lot of different ways. When's the first, uh, uh, um, let's call it international or worldwide seminar going down? You know, I've got one in uh, England, uh, October 21st and 22nd on oh, Saturday. Okay. Coming soon. Um, Coming soon. Yeah, I, I, I think those are the dates. My brain's a little scrambled right now. Yeah, it's 21st, 22nd. The uh, gym, the ministry. There in, in November, we're going to have one in uh, Australia, which is awesome. great. Yeah. Um, 
And uh, you guys, Windsor's in. Uh, we in, have ours is the first weekend in May, and then we have another one uh, uh, in in September. No, in, I'm sorry, in November. Uh, in November. In November. Yeah, so we've got we've got a couple on the East Coast. Uh, yeah. We've got a couple of more on the East Coast that are planned. Uh, we're looking at going to Texas, uh, going to California. I mean, we are unrolling, you know, uh, d- d- rolling out this thing. That's awesome. Um, and, and it's great because, you know, I, I, I feel really excited for the people who are going to come to these seminars because, like, you are, you're two guys I would love to learn from. And, and I, I think the opportunity of someone in, in, in that seat learning from you guys are going to have a wonderful experience. And I, I feel that way about everyone who's teaching our seminars. Yeah, I mean, I, obviously, you know, I mean, this is loaded because me and Dan are, are huge fans, certified coaches, and personal friends of yours. And, and and I know all the coaches that are on the seminar team personally, and they're all you know A plus people, top notch coaches, total gym freaks themselves, and and you know true strength entrepreneurs, either running or managing uh, their own gyms and such. So it's going to be a great way to pass the, in a sense, pass the torch on to other people to allow the brand to expand, and, and and I think just access too, Rob. I mean, like you know me me and Dan are very lucky. And, and very thankful that Varsity House and what we have done here has allowed us uh, 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 the finances and ability to go out and seek information and be with you and do things. You know, we came to London to see you. We also, you know, spent a lot of time out in Salt Lake City. But maybe there's some other coach out here on the East Coast who's a, you know, 19, 20-year-old coach who just doesn't have, you know, can't afford to the seminar and the travel and things like that. And now they'll be able to get that same education here with us and, and, and be able to, you know, in a sense, bridge the gap to the brand, which maybe you guys could not have uh, by just being centrally located in Salt Lake and a few, you know, distinct, a few international uh, certifications per year. You know what I mean? So, hey, Rob, I have a question about, um, you know, headquarters being in Salt Lake City and um, with the expansion process being there last time. And w- what's your plan for the brick and mortar space in terms of you know, allowing some of your coaches and trainers to take on more clients and create a real membership model to turn Jim Jones into, you know, a profitable gym. Because I I don't, I think a lot of listeners might not know that you guys have really only had uh, a handful of members for quite some time and and used your space um, almost as a, you know, an informational uh, studio where you guys did seminars and videos. But now I know, having spoken to you off the mic, that you guys are looking to turn uh, headquarters into a real profit center. Well, here's the thing. That's a long and slow process. Mm -hmm. And the reason I say that is because, you know, I did talk earlier about multiple revenue streams, but it doesn't mean that you stray from your business plan and just open up a bunch of stuff and hope it works. Right. You've got to really carefully think through this stuff. So, you know, I, I know some gyms that have made this mistake, and I'm sure you guys you guys teach a really good business course, talk about this. Like you, you okay, you want a pro shop, so you just kind of throw some stuff together without any thought and order some product. Well, it's not that simple. Right. It's going to fail. You've really got to plan it out. So, yes, we want more people in the gym. But with more people in the gym, you've got to really think about stuff like, do you have enough square footage? Do you have enough bathrooms? Do you have showers? If you have a shower, does the insurance cost go up? Yeah. Who's going to manage these people? Yeah, if you've payroll, got management, years, everything, yeah. Who's, who's going to manage these people? I mean, there's stuff that's going to be put in place. I don't think it's as simple as, oh, we're open for business. Let's get some people in here. Mm-hmm. Like, it just doesn't doesn't work like that and so yes it's something we're interested in and yes it's something we're striving for but it's also not going to happen overnight 
Well, I would say yeah. you, know, you as a very you're a, you and the crew at Jim Jones are smart people, and uh, and it's it's good to hear you talk like that because so many we you know obviously you know me and Dan have our business of strength mentorships, but we do some private consulting for you know young and novice strength entrepreneurs, and a lot of them man they just jump in head first, super excited to open up the gym. And I'm like, well, where's your business plan? What's your management plan? What's your marketing strategy? And they don't have any of that stuff done up front. And it's like, well, once you get caught up, if you're training 30, 40, 50 sessions a week, well, how are you going to go back and do all that stuff once you're super busy? So it just doesn't happen. And then that's when things start to unravel. So it's great that you guys are, in a sense, looking down the pipe and saying, well, if we're going to do this, let's make sure we've you know crossed all our T's and dotted all our I's and make sure that we have a clear and distinct plan for making that happen smooth and seamlessly. Well, and there's there's going to be things to to think about in that regard. Sure. Like, you know, here's the deal. You've also got to you you if you open up a brick and mortar space, that does affect your brand. No it affects question. your message. Uh, as as much as it seems like a brick and mortar location is different than an online business, they affect each other. Just like your what happens at Varsity House affects your business seminar. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and vice versa, what happens at your seminar affects the gym uh you guys you guys are at a point right now where and i and i would i would say this like i would strongly recommend your business course to anyone who's listening um but you guys can't teach stuff in your business course that you're not doing at your brick and mortar location right no absolutely and that's you one of the things 100 like, uh, you got to be totally transparent and honest with people so you know if you you couldn't be running zumba classes at jim jones and be preaching this hardcore mind is primary type gym <laughs> that's for sure well exactly and so so yeah. you've really got to think through it's it's nice to think like hey i'm just gonna open up this gym and have this stuff but you've got to really think about what you're doing and, and what the effect of that is and so the other thing is as much as you want to develop multiple revenue streams you you also want to think everything through and you just don't want to have stuff for the sake of having stuff and i think it's time too like you you are super busy lisa your wife is super busy you know jake is super busy you know so the the reality is is that as soon as you turn the gym into a real gym brick and mortar profit center membership based whether it's private training or memberships or whatever now you have real employees now you have payroll now you have h now you have to have hr you have to have a business plan now you have to have those quarterly you know, meetings. You have to have weekly team meetings and stuff like that. So it becomes a completely different animal. And you have more customers in and of that itself. you see all yeah. the time. And, and, now when, and, and you also have to understand, and this is one thing that I always talk about, the difference between online brand and, and brick and mortar gym, is that if I'm paying you, you know, Rob McDonald, 100 bucks, 150 bucks, whatever it is to train with at Jim Jones an hour to come pay, you know, then in a sense, a lot of people feel like, well, you know, I have the right to to bitch and complain a little bit too or whatever. Maybe there's some maybe they don't like the bathroom. Maybe they don't like the way that the lights are. They don't like the fact that you don't turn the air conditioning on and everybody's dying in there. And it's like that, you know, and those aren't the clients you want. You're gonna go after a certain, but it's like you're gonna have to deal with some of those issues once you open up the floodgates. And that's something that, you know, you gotta decide whether or not it's even worth it, <laughs> you know, dealing with that nonsense. So Bob, what what what's what's Bobby Maximus gonna be doing in ten years? And and if 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 you could get everything you want, and you have and you, and everything goes your way, and, and if I'll throw my two cents in, and I know Rob, he's a very determined uh, uh, man, and, and stays you know dedicated to to the cause. What are you going to be doing, and what's the plan to get there? You know, I want to have enough money to do whatever the hell I want. That and sounds awesome. <laughs> I I say that because what I want to do is I really want to help people. I've got a, 
I've got a dream of opening up uh, a, a facility, I guess, that that can afford to invite people from all over the world that that uh, really have earned it to give them a chance to learn and train. That's and awesome. so there are people out there. I mean, there's that there's that that woman in New Jersey right now who doesn't have any money. That's a single mom that, that's struggling, but really wants to be fit and can't afford it. That's the type of person I'd like to fly out here and treat them to a seminar, put them in a nice hotel, uh, you know, ha- cover their dinner costs and, and give them the opportunity to get what I was given. There's a, there's a kid somewhere right now in, in the New Jersey area, uh, maybe in the Florida area, the California area that doesn't have rich parents that can't afford to go to that football camp. He really wants to go to that can't afford a personal trainer um, that can't afford to go to you know varsity house and train. Uh, I want to be able to have that kid out here and, and teach him. And, Sounds I like a, I, I smell. I smell a reality show coming, like Bob, Bob, Bobby Maximus intervention. Like you know, you you, yeah, you like that show you, you like snatch and grab somebody out of out of their comfort zone. I'm thinking more like Rob shows up in the middle of the night with like you know with like a big dually pickup truck and like rips the grappling hooks the front door <laughs> off and like drags them out like in a burlap sack and like, like shaves shaves their head paddles them you know and then and then make and then well, trains them for Rob, 10 you, hours a day you did that with the golden ticket like from Willy Wonka with yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Lalo Tactical you guys had the golden coins right you just had that seminar not too long ago Oh, for sure. But that was a randomized thing. You bought some shoes, you got a coin. That was okay. a great I, marketing idea. That was pretty damn I cool. I liked it, yeah. And it, and it went over so well. And, and I, we're going to do that again. But I really want to do this for people who really, really deserve it. That's awesome. People, people who've really who've earned it. Because honestly, if it wasn't for some people I had in my life, and this goes back to my fight days, you know, some fight coaches that, that they worked with me for free. And I don't even yeah, know why sure, sure. they helped me. And if they didn't help me, I wouldn't be where I am. So I want to I wanna give back to people that way. That's awesome, Rob. Uh, my last question for you, and this is kind of, you know, ideological, tough one to answer sometimes, but how do you want to be remembered? You know, at the end of the days, you're laying on that deathbed and, and, you, and your family's surrounding you and your loved ones are there. And, you know, what, how do you want people to remember Rob McDonald, the man, the myth, the legend? As a person who really helped other people. Great. That's, that's awesome. It. I mean, that's, that's honestly, that's a really easy one for me to answer. Like, I... I'd like to, 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 to die knowing that, that I helped a bunch of people the way I got some help from some people, you know, and I, I haven't had an easy life, but at the same time, I wouldn't complain about it at all because I've really been helped. That's fantastic. Awesome. Rob, this has been absolutely awesome. I think the people who are listening get a lot of insight into the day-to-day of running this international brand and kind of where your head's at. Uh, uh, with growing this brand and what it takes to grow the brand. We really appreciate you coming on with us today. And uh, and this was awesome. Thank you yeah, so you much, my friend. Thanks, and we are Rob. excited to see you soon. Yeah, thank you guys very much. I really appreciate you um, having having me on your show. And, and, and honestly, I'm big fans of what you guys do. I, I look at us as, as I, you know, I know you guys are two of our fully certified instructors, but I, I look at us as, as partners, colleagues, friends, and, and I'm grateful for you guys um, in my life and for your support. Thank, Thank you, you so, so much, Thank my you. friend. Thank you. The business of strength powered by Varsity House Gym. Turn your passion into your profession and learn how to run a world-class business.
be sure to visit us at www.strengthentrepreneurs.com to learn more. And as always, at varsityhousegym.com. Become unstoppable.